Hey, everybody, and welcome back to week two of Friday Night Lights podcast uh, here in the fifth season. Um, I'm Blake, and we got Russ and Lyle both with us today uh, talking about, the, the, like I said, the second episode. But um, how are you doing today, guys? All right. I need to apologize for our first uh, podcast. I felt like we were off our game. Uh, and I also felt like we were maybe a little bit overly negative. I listened to it again, and I was like, man, we really didn't have a lot of positive things to say. But I have plenty of positive to say this week. Well, I, it was, uh, like Hastings Ruckle kept a pall over the whole podcast. I was so infuriated by him that I <laughs> threw a whole episode for me. Well, I did get some feedback saying that they some a few people felt we were being too critical of the football aspect of things that we need to just let that go and enjoy it. Let the writers take care of the actual storylines. Yeah. I do think that every week we should have a poll to see who hates Hastings Russell Hastings uh more. Is it Lyle or Luke? <laughs> <laughs> now, I I mean before you jump all the way through that, but I I think I give Hastings a little bit of props that he didn't back up from Luke at all. He stood there and just, you know, stared him down. Um, well, he's six inches bigger than him and 40 pounds heavier. Why would he true. back down? That's true. <laughs> but real quick, one of the things that I, I thought through after we finished last week that I meant to, I meant to bring up was uh, when Julie and Landry were sitting there talking and he was complaining about his last night before he goes off to school and Dylan just seemed like it was ho-hum. And he looked. He was wanting for something more epic. And Julie glanced at him and gave him the sideways look, kind of connivingly, and said, "You want epic?" And I was thinking, "Please, please, please, no one night send off between Julie and Landry." Am I, am I the one that thought that? Uh, I thought they were, were going to hook up with a student named Epic. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, bringing around first full circle that way. I did. I, that was my first initial thought. You thought that too. Mm-hmm. And then, oh. and two from uh, last week, the uh, the pig kissing thing, which we played into coming into uh, week two, obviously. But when Tinker was supposed to kiss the pig out there at Luke's house, apparently Tinker really likes that pig. Well, you know, enough to give up Becky. Yeah. Um, well, I'll, I'll go ahead and say now with the negativity of last week. Uh, if, if anybody wants to listen to this week's podcast, I really, really like this week's episode. So. <laughs> It was a huge leap forward for me, so I can't be too negative. In fact, I have it uh, playing right now in real time on mute on TV. Uh, so every once in a while, I might chime in with, wow, Julie really is good looking or something like that. And <laughs> that, that will explain why those statements will be coming out of the blue. Well, we do see as, as things opened up that it seems that Buddy has moved on from the car dealership. What is what is Buddy's? What, it's a big welcome party. I, I didn't know, know what it was. I saw the sign, but I didn't know what it was. It's in the opening credits. The restaurant. Restaurant. Oh, yeah, okay. I can see that. Restaurant. I think it's a restaurant on there. Well, I'm sure a bar will be in there too if it's Buddy. But <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I believe it said restaurant on the sign. Yeah. Um, I didn't think it. I didn't. I didn't catch that. If it did, I, that was my biggest thing. I was like, "What is Buddy's?" I guess that will come into play later, but. Oh, you know what? Never mind. I just rewound it. It is not say. Just says "Welcome to Buddy's, Dillon, Texas." It does say restaurant. I just figured it was because Buddy's, you know, kind of heavy set, and he likes to sit around drinking and eating with the boosters. Well, Maybe I just read into that. Speaking well, at of, first, I thought ahead. it might be like 
first time I thought it because the roof looked like Ray's barbecue joint roof. So I was like, did he, did he take over Ray's since Ray is gone? Is this part of the franchise agreement or something? And then they're in another barbecue place. Yeah, they're in Vic's on. barbecue. That's what I was about to say. That uh, it seems like that Vince just moved on from Ray's pretty quickly. He's eating at Vic's barbecue. Yeah. And Vince is getting some attention, obviously, from the guy in the barbecue place, and he was able to get his mom a job. And it seems like everybody knows about Vince. And we knew, you know, from the previews last week that we had a few recruiting letters, but it seems like he's getting well, from the top you know every top twenty-five. Was- we talk about how they address every major issue in football, and they see it beforehand. It's Kenny Rogers' his agent situation. I know same that. week, all of a sudden, he's getting uh, benefits from uh, boosters. Well, even how he's like, "Mama, where do you want to live?" Like they're going to buy us a house. <laughs> well, I'm going to go ahead and get football geek again. I don't follow recruiting all that closely, but you know, every once in a while, school will sign somebody, and you'll look at their offer sheet, and you'll be like, "Oh wow, they got offered by." Florida and Miami and Alabama, they must be pretty good. Vince had the greatest offer sheet in the history of football. Texas, uh, Georgia, LSU, Penn State, USC. Ohio State was on there. It was like coast to coast. The, the power schools from every power conference were after the, the top 20 schools in the history of college football, because Michigan was in there. Notre Dame wasn't. That's the only one that wasn't in there. But I will say this. Well, Notre Dame's is, nothing anymore. It's true. Well, he is a, he is a junior um, and a lot, a lot of people get letters as juniors, just initial like offers, and then when you see their offer sheet on Rivals or whatever, they start to narrow it down. I may I may not be one hundred percent right about that. Blake probably knows a little bit more about that than I do, but I know that's the way it worked with my um, like uh, that guy from New Albany, the Danny Dozen guy, Jake Kirkland here. I remember right. him telling me he got a ton of letters from people when he was like at the end of his sophomore year, early junior year. Um, just got every single person said, "Hey, you want to come to school here?" Every just about every school in the country. I just did uh, they pull an, another classic Friday Night Lights age maneuver. I thought Vince was a junior last year. I thought he was, I don't but think we they never ever knew. Said it. Right? They, they're real careful not to ever say when they are. Uh, there well, are times they we knew. anybody who's. I guess I just assumed that these guys who were like dominant football players must be upper class ones. Yeah, so now we're to believe that Vince and Luke uh, were as good as they were, even on a 2-8 and eight team, as sophomores last year. Mm-hmm. And again, I still find it hard to believe that, A, that Vince is getting all these letters off of a 2-10 and 10 team that is first time in years and years. And then you remember he mentioned in the Vic's Barbecue place, uh, hey, do you know my friend right here, Luke Cafferty? You know, he's a linebacker for us. He's first team All-State. Did you catch yeah. that? And he didn't even play the it's whole hard season. To believe, yeah, it's hard to believe that a team that went two and eight had a first team all state guy in their backfield and a quarterback who's getting recruited by every power in the country in their backfield. Well, maybe well I, let's be honest; those two guys were carrying the team last year. To two wins. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we'll be done with our uh, football negativity from uh. From well, I don't here. think there was any more football I'm not going to let your uh, football geek negativity bring me down these days. I'm too high on the episode. Well, speaking of Tinker, uh, we mentioned him briefly. I think he with with the pig issues, but he is the quintessential uh, loud football player in the microphone at the pep rally that you can never really understand what they're saying. <laughs> I didn't know. Like I kept turning it up to see if I could 
like I kept trying to rewind it and turn it up. We did it twice to see if we could understand what he was saying, but I, it was indecipherable. That's that's where it always goes, and everybody cheers and the in the you know bleachers or whatever because of what it is that they say. Tinker, I, I would he's like the most popular guy in school. I think it seems everybody like everybody loves him. Yeah, dude, he's, he's the jolly big dude, man. Yeah. So maybe he could be like Mr. Dillon High School. Maybe that they can you know figure that out, pull it into the into the plot line. So <laughs> well, uh, epic on the uh, on the picnic table out front. Is she the first smoker we've seen in all five seasons of Friday Night Lights? Maybe. Um, unless you count the fat guy who was smoking crystal meth with Tim Riggins. Yeah, Weasel. <laughs> no, or he kept weasels, he kept mongooses or something like that. I will tell you this. The first thing I thought of when I saw her smoking a cigarette is what Lyle said last week about Hastings hat is that this is how shows, yep. this is how to show she's rebellious is that she smokes. Yeah, I, I thought that too. And fast, too. <laughs> it's like that's the last cigarette she'd ever have. She was like sucking it down like a. Um, I read a I read her name on like IMDb or something. I can't remember where I was. Like her character's name, it's not spelled normal like Epic. It's spelled oh, E P Y K. That may be just on a review I read though. Pike. Pike. Well, it seems like she is in foster care, which we did not know until towards the towards the end. But so, is this going to be like some redemption story for her and for Tammy's educational uh, motivations there, like wanting to redeem kids? So, are we to assume this story arc is going to come towards the end, and maybe she and and Tinker will be Mister Mrs. East Dillon High School? <laughs> I, I like guess they, uh, I mean, they they had to put her in there, I guess, to give Tammy something to do. On the last season, but I, and I guess they're short of characters, but it's getting hard for me to really get interested in new characters when I know it's the last season. You know, you are Whether interested in Hastings. Hastings or, well, Hastings didn't get on my nerves as bad this week. I mean, he he had the appropriate amount of screen time. I think that he and Billy are going to have some more run-ins too. Yeah, probably. There was lots of good football stuff in that one, um, but just with the Hastings taking his helmet off and coach telling him Billy to lighten up, and then he walks over there. He's like, "Don't ever take your helmet off on my field again." But even when Billy like had his jersey, was jerking him up and yelling at him, Hastings still just kind of looked at him and grinned, like, "Whatever, dude, whatever." It seems like they really know each other. Like they already know each other in some way because he called him Billy. I think that was just a disrespect sort of jab to me. Uh, yeah. I mean, Billy, they, Billy does hang around town traditionally with people much younger than him. I <laughs> probably know him as Billy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Speaking of Billy and his home life, uh, remind me never to eat any of Becky's, uh, you know, food that she does not know how to cook. But uh, do you think it's still just innocent there that she's not obvious? I don't think she's trying to, you know, create any any tension she's just wanting to kind of fit in and have a place to stay i don't think she's trying to make mindy get upset or anything mindy just seems a little overbearing right now uh, i don't exactly blame mindy <laughs> it would, would be weird. i mean would it be the most far-fetched thing for her <laughs> ability to hook up <laughs> well, she, well if tim's not around you know she may go up the ladder a, a couple of ages i kind of I mean, you gotta figure if 
you got to figure if you're a stripper that anybody who'll you know knock up a stripper will probably do all manner of things. <laughs> I, I see every single. I see every every single side to that story. Billy saying, "Hey, my brother who's in jail." To ask me to take care of her, and I am. I also see Mindy going, I do not want a teenage girl living in her house. In her short shorts. In her short shorts. I thought that I thought it was really good. I, the I, thought, I thought at the end when Becky came in and she said, I'm not used to people noticing, I thought that was kind of heartbreaking. But she still said it in kind of a, I'm glad you noticed sort of way. And yeah. Mindy was like, yeah, well, we do. She's like, okay, <laughs> night, night. Get used to it. Which yeah, I mean, it was a great party, by the way. <laughs> but then was this at Luke's house? Where's the party? No, it wasn't at Luke's. I think it dropped off. I think it was on the basketball court, wasn't it? Was it at the park? It may have been. I'm not sure. They got those lights turned on at Carroll Park now. That's a safer place to be. Yeah. 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 It, it, you can funnel beer in, in you know, well-lit <laughs> areas. Broad. Yeah. I'm not saying I agree with the morality of what's going on or anything like that. But I appreciate the fact that they keep it real with the way the teenagers party and hook up and all that kind of stuff. It's not really sugar-coated, and it's not so outrageous or what. You know what I'm saying? One mm-hmm. of the most telling points of – and I think this kind of should cast a, a light back on the previous four seasons, though, was when, you know, uh, I don't know what the redheaded girl's name was, but when she and Jess got in the fight in the bathroom and Jess ended up coming in to talk to, to Tammy – and she was like, you know, I don't want this girl putting her underwear in my boyfriend's locker. And the rally girl, and she just looked, like Tammy looked at her and goes, well, that's Texas high school football. Like, that's just a given. And I wonder, of course, not being from Texas myself, but I wonder how true that is, that that, that culture within the rally girl slash cheerleader slash football system is it's almost a given that that's what happens. Yeah. I don't know, but it crystallizes why all those guys love football so much for me when she said that. I mean, if that's if that's a given, <laughs> if you can, you know, be a decent football player, I, I can understand their motivations at least. Not that we agree. No, I'm not saying. I'm just saying I understand. <laughs> um, by the way, this is a side note. Epic is not spelled E P Y K. It's spelled E P Y C K. Just so you'll know. I think it needs like a C-H-Q-U-E in there. This is a funny uh, quip in this review. It says, the, the character has a little more to do than look like she's lost on her way to a 21 Jump Street remake. <laughs> aren't, they, um, aren't they redoing that? In there in the 21 Jump Street, in there being a remake of that? Well. You got me. I have no idea. I don't know if they are Johnny not. Depp in it? No. He's coming back like all the 90210 people. I think it's, I can't remember if it's a movie or a TV show. Mm. Uh, I'm um, watching the scene with Becky making cookies right now, and they are very short shorts. Anna, I my wife, Ma- I see Mindy's that. point. She made a comment <laughs> about her short shorts. In fact, when it, the camera pound at, she get, panned out, she goes, What is she wearing? So I, I guess that I would agree with that. Um, She'd probably settle for a lesser Riggins. She's only got three months to wait. She didn't want to ruin things. Well, him is a him is a popular piece of meat. He's like the prime rib, but um, Billy, he's like a nice, you know, sirloin. Not bad. 
I hope he's. I hope he's not the prime rib in prison. <laughs> Ouch. Poor guy. And once again, the line has been crossed. So at the, the first of the the episode, at least the first half, did you get the? Uh, I guess the feeling of the disrespect that you know Eric tried to play it off that he wasn't feeling it, even though he could pretty much tell it was starting to wear on him. But you know, players complain about they weren't ranked. They're complaining about you know they didn't get any the publicity and, and all that. Um, and then it comes down towards the end that you know Eric did think he should be ranked. Oh, and congratulations to uh, Coach McGill for being the head coach now over at uh, the Dillon Panthers. What happened? Yeah, what happened to uh, McCoy, uh, Wade Aiken? Yeah. Don't they know. say. Coach Aikman was gone. I thought that he was just still on the staff. They didn't show him. Yeah, did they say Mac was the head coach? I guess they didn't. I thought the I thought the way it kind of presented he was, but maybe he Eric was just going to his old buddy to talk to him. But I think that's I, that's what I got is the impression that he Mac was his only like friend on that staff or whatever, and he may not have been the head coach, but he they were still buddies or whatever. Wasn't it was it, was season one or season two when Mac was upset that he did not get the head coaching job? Instead of Eric, it was, you know, it was the very first season. It was within the first three or four episodes. That's right, because I had to deal with the he racism said, stuff. He's and upset all. about a man that's fifteen years his junior taking his job or whatever. Yeah, they both like their Oakley sunglasses. That's for sure. Uh, that was a to me. That was an awesome scene with them just sitting in the bleachers. The red and blue. They bet at the end. <laughs> and that just like, struck me as very real. Where they're you can tell their buddies and they're talking whatever, and then and then I mean, he's like, "We're still going to kick your butt in a year or whatever." They made the bet, you know, and he's like yeah. twenty bucks and a beer Some or whatever, shots. a beer or whatever it was. Yeah, shots. So you know, like that. That that rang true as friends who are rivals and everything to me. Mm-hmm. What were you saying, Russ? I was going to say, do you think there's? I just don't know what to think about. Maybe I'm reading too much into it now, but he said twenty bucks and a shot or a round of shots or whatever. And then he also told Tammy that place was, this is a good bar to go to. Uh, they still hit to him drinking, but they haven't gone out. You know, we, we speculated about that all year. Last that he season. was in the sauce a lot last year. And I don't know. I mean, surely they wouldn't, I don't know. Maybe they just leave it at that. And he's just a good old, he's just become this record, good old player. Uh, Bill Simmons, the sports guy, and Chuck Klosterman talked about this on a podcast once. That will really? be heard by I don't know five or six million more people than I hear this one. <laughs> what was there? Was there a summation of it there? Well, they were just stunned. They were talking about it when it was airing on NBC. So they were just like, "Are the seeds being?" I don't know that I can handle this. This is like the most rock solid guy on TV. This will just That's turn right. my world upside down if Eric Taylor becomes an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. I don't think they can. I don't. I think the season's too short to do it for the last season. Honestly. I think so too. I think it'll be interesting. But well, I don't, I don't know if they got time to do it and still have him within the. I mean, I assume the show's just going to cover a span of three months or football season length. You know, right? I don't know how he can become an alcoholic, go into rehab, get out and coach by the end of a three month. Well, eleven more run. episodes, <laughs> and I would have to. Yeah, well, I have to assume that he doesn't. Unless maybe he wins a state championship and then goes into rehab and then they jump forward. Yeah, I don't think they'll deal know, with the alcohol. Two years issues. later or whatever. So yeah. I don't think they could do it. But they, it does, I mean, it does feel like those seeds are being planted with that season, with last season and this season. Mm-hmm. Do you think he gets a Gus Malzahn deal where his quarterback gets signed and he gets an offensive coordinator position job somewhere? I hope so. 
come down to. Uh, I hope, uh, to me, I, hope, I think that's the logical end of the series. Right. Him leaving Dylan to that college job. But they already did that once, so I don't know that they do it again. Well, but and they did do it because of a player, though. He, he wouldn't package deal with a player. He just got a job as a quarterback coach somewhere. I thought that he had been yeah. blackballed from, like, colleges. I thought the guy, when he left the job, I don't know where I get this from, but the, maybe I just thought if you leave a coaching job in college to go back to high school that you probably would be. There, you know, there'd be some kind of coaching fraternity that wouldn't hire a guy who would bail out like that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. They'd probably hire anybody. Whatever. Trino will get Money a job. If they can get number five. <laughs> but yeah, I can see it's, that. I mean, you know, if, if, if he a, takes a know. two and eight team in its second year in existence and wins the state championship in six A or whatever it is in Texas, which I'm willing to guarantee you know, right can, now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Really good odds on that, I would think. Um, <laughs> as implausible. Which, by the way, as, as much as I, I railed against it last week, they, he, he flipped me with his writing on the whiteboard, and now I'm on board. The win state. That is one of the best endings of any TV show I've seen. I think it's the best ending that the show's had, except for Riggins leaving his cleats on the field. Yeah. And because I was, I was ready to walk out and run one. One wind sprint because that's probably all I could do afterwards. I, um, I was so fired up. There's just the thing when he, I really think that he's gonna come in and you know it's kind of been hitting the whole time that he kind of feels a lack of respect, but he won't say it. So I thought he was gonna go in and do this big speech about how you are all right. They don't respect us, but we're gonna prove to them. Blah 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 blah. He didn't say a word. He just wrote that down, and I was like, that is brilliant. Yeah, I thought he was right in respect. That's your motivator. That's what I thought I was going to say, too, was respect. Right. And I'm glad it didn't. Yeah. Even though, I mean, that would have been fine if he'd made that whole speech. Because that's realistic. I mean, mm-hmm. coaches used to us against the world thing all the time, you know. Yeah. But that was even better. That was even And, I mean, that's obviously the, the turn they're going to take with it is he they're going to be so word. pissed off the rest of the year, you know, that, that they're mm-hmm. not getting the love from everybody, that it's going to just bring them together or whatever. Pretty brilliant. And I was glad they didn't show the football game for once, you know, because it's just that emotion there with, uh, with the, like you said, that final moment and they're clapping and everything. But, you know, Lyle, last week you called it with uh, – um, you said you, you thought after that hit that Luke put on the quarterback from the opposing team that they were going to get into all the injury stuff and it was he head hunting and, and whatnot. And, of course, here it is. But it's interesting that it seems like it was just – it was a it was a concerted effort to go against Eric and his team. Um after having won that, I thought it was a good scene there where he was trying to defend himself and watching the uh, watching the clip. He's like his head was up, his, his head, you know his pads were level, you know it was a good clean hit. And he, they said, you know, we just want to send a message. He's like, I've got your message loud and clear. Yeah, yeah, it was a it was a very high hit though. <laughs> he um, did he jump left up in the seat. air. He did leave yeah. his feet. Um, I tell you what, what, uh, and again, this may not mean anything, anybody who's listening to this, but you know how we made parallels between Buddy Garrity and my father-in-law, um, when he pulled onto the field and walked up, uh, Anna goes, the only thing that's missing is him pulling out his, uh, handicap tag and walking straight up because that would be the only other thing that Bill would do. Is that he would pull right up in the middle of the football field, or right up in the I'm middle? I'm watching of that scene right now. <laughs> Driveway. It's, it's going on right now on my TV. I, I cannot get enough, buddy. 
like when he enters when he enters the screen, I'm transfixed, and, and I don't know why. And it's either oh this is going to be awesome or news or oh it's going to be horrible news. <laughs> it's and, one or the other. And he knew and he was like Eric, we got a situation. Uh, <laughs> what kind of situation, Brad buddy? Leland. We need to talk to Brad Leland about opening an actual chain of Buddy's restaurants, if that is a restaurant. I would buy a T-shirt at least. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, speaking of, East Dillon is getting more and more uh, sorts of T-shirts and all out. I knew that Luke had on a couple that looked pretty uh, snazzy. I don't know if they'll end up putting those on the uh, NBC site or what, but I think they, well, they're, they're missing out on a lot of marketing that they could be doing. Well, their uniforms Vincent. look a little little tighter too. What's that? Their uniforms look a little better too. I think. This year, yeah, still under a Nebraska. The helmets are a little Nebraska-ish. That number. Yeah, it's a cross between Nebraska and Alabama. But uh, Vince wore that shirt last week, and Luke had the same shirt this week that said Lion Pride on it. Right. There's that one, and there's one that just says East in red, and that you know tilted right lettering, like ESPN letters almost. I tell you, my favorite though, I really like the black coaches' shirts, like uh, Coach Taylor's shirt when he came in, and it just is a black like collared shirt that says East on it. Right. I like all the old. I like all the old Dylan stuff better, honestly. Like, I don't know. Like I, I, like, I mean, maybe it's maybe it's just the colors of red, but I like the new stuff that uh, they have. I Look, thought the, Lion Rama does not sound as good as Panther Rama. <laughs> Lion Rama. That's all you need to know. I miss some um, Panther Rama. Yeah. I'll tell you another scene that I really liked uh, was when Coach was handing the letters of interest over to Vince. And he was acting completely stoic about it. And then right before he, he turned to leave, he's like, pretty cool, huh? Well, remember Vince started to open them. He goes, what are you doing? Don't open those in here. Yeah. They've been on my desk all week of cluttering it up. Get it off. Um, yeah, he, yeah, he, he downplays really like- it. But then he know, you know he knows how big of a deal it is, too. Did Jason Street get offers like this? I mean, seriously? Was he already going somewhere? I thought he'd already committed to some, like Texas or something. I thought he was just the number one uh, quarterback in the nation, but we never he heard was about him. He was the number one rising senior. Right. But his season didn't last very long. <laughs> well, I understand, but still, you just. <laughs> it probably withdrew. Probably all those offers got withdrawn. <laughs> but think about that. Dylan High, or Dylan, Texas, I should say, if, if uh, McCoy is still there. Has had the number one quarterback in the country as a senior, and then the number one quarterback in the country coming through prospect, you know, in uh, JD McCoy, and now you know, oh, there's the number one Wildcat or just overall athlete there, uh, just cross town. So I mean, there's some there's some serious football breeding going on in Dillon, Texas. It really is remarkable. It's almost like a TV show. It's almost implausible. <laughs> it's, almost, it's almost like they have script writers or something. <laughs> well, here's the thing is that South Panola has a guy every two years who could go play somewhere that he wanted to if they had the guys who could get in. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. it's just these aren't, players uh, are a little bit smarter. Aren't like Joe Namath and Joe Montana and Dan Marino all from the same little area in Pennsylvania? I think they're all from a – I don't think they're from the, from the same, like, town or anything, but I think they're from, like – I thought a, it's the same general area. Yeah, like a five-county area or something like that. I did read that somewhere. Yeah. And I think several other guys, too. I think a ton of NFL quarterbacks came from this one little area. Mm. Maybe they just had a really good quarterback coach like Eric Taylor in that town, or in that area of Pennsylvania. Because <laughs> Taylor must be 
just the best quarterback, high school quarterback coach who ever lived. Well, I've not seen it happening yet. I mean, he did take Matt Saracen and win a state title with him. Yeah. Hey, Julie, I mean, not Julie, but uh, Tammy going out to uh, lunch with all her teaching buddies. Did did the guy spill the drink on her dress purposefully to get her to leave? I don't know. I, don't know. I just felt like it was one of those awkward situations, and uh, that was just kind of her cue to get out. Because I glanced away, and I wasn't sure if that one teacher, like, nodded to the, the guy she was sitting beside like all right you know elbow her drink right now but then she came out saying i'll sign up which seemed kind of semi-unbelievable but i'll sign up for your after school tutoring program i'd love to so maybe think well no it really wasn't on purpose um but you know she was trying to fit in julie and her new assuming relationship with her teacher's assistant but julie's been trying no. to oh. how, how how soon into that did you realize that yep something's going to happen here this is the second week in a row that I've compared something to Saved by the Bell. This That reminds me of, what is it, Saved by the Bell of college years or something? Yep. It's concerning that two weeks in a row there's been a valid Saved by the Bell comparison. Well, I don't know. I mean, you can kind of tell. <laughs> I looked all up on the internet last night. The one funny thing that I saw is that <laughs> I will appreciate this because of his fondness for Julie, but – a guy on Twitter posted, there is no way, no way that nobody would speak to Julie Taylor at college. <laughs> this is true. Good point. And I was, I was like, think, I was hoping that her eyes were shifting from that TA onto the Sigma Chi frat brother that was taking, or whatever he was, the pledge. Yeah. I was like, oh, good. An actual two freshmen dating. Why does it have to be this 25-year-old guy? But that didn't, he was only on there for two seconds. It could be like a 22-year-old grad student. It could be just a first-year grad student or something. Well, I saw the the previews for next week, so I know better. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. So is he 40? I don't know, but he's divorced, so I really doubt he's 22. Oh, yeah, Uh, yeah, It is Texas. People get married really early down here in the South sometimes. I know it. Actually, I know a 22-year-old girl who is divorced. Isn't that still semi-off – I mean, mostly off-limits, though, if you're a, a, a TA? To date a student, or is that okay? One of your own students. The rules in some schools. Again, we keep talking about being Texas, but I would still think that was that was, that was not legit there. I would thought that a whole her, lot of that goes on without people knowing. Who thought that her actual professor, um, her history professor, looked like Mark Twain? I thought Me. that Samuel Clemens at the front. Yes, the first thing I thought. I was like, it is definitely him. What was the uh, what yeah, was the TA's name? Was it Derek? Absolutely. The TA's name? Yeah. I don't remember. I put him out of my head immediately. <laughs> um, he'll be around for a little while. Uh, I'm trying to think of if his name was it Derek it Bishop. Is. I don't know. It is whole. You're right. It's wholly unbelievable that guys would not be approaching Julie Taylor at college immediately. <laughs> Yeah, that guy's thir- that guy's thirty one in real life. So uh <laughs> She's twenty two. He's she's twenty one. Twenty one, that's right. They're ten years apart. So they're ten Nothing. years different. I mean, come on. How old was Riggins when he was supposed to be playing the fifteen year old? He was a lot that's younger than amazing. Lila in real life. Lila's like Lila's uh, pushing thirty, isn't she? I think she? she just hit thirty, yeah. Yeah. To her but, credit, she does look much younger. 
Julie? I think. No, both of them. Oh, both well, of them. I mean, 21, she asked for 21, but 21 is not outrageous for her to be playing an 18-year-old. Right. Uh, Mika Kelly, I think, looks much younger than yeah, that. Yeah, she was like 25 playing. A, she, well, she's a senior for three years, but um, still. But I think, you know, the age difference between uh, Zach Guilford and Amy Teagarden was, I mean, fairly significant when she started playing. She was 15. In the, the first season, she was 15. And I think he was, like, easily in his early 20s. Um, and so there was that, you know, discrepancy there, too. I think they, she said they, as a storyline, they waited until she was, was 18 before uh, their characters actually, you know, went out to the lake house or beside the lake or whatever. Oh, yeah. They didn't, I, really uh, hope that, I really hope they bring Zach Guilford back for an episode. I would like to see a pep talk or something come from Street or, or Saracen or somebody, but I, they might be so loyal to Dylan that they wouldn't do that. Maybe they're more loyal to Coach, though. But I think if they last, if if there was another season, not that I would forget about those characters, but I'm becoming as interested in Vince and Becky at least. You know, like I want to know what happens to them as much as I was a year and a half into the show with, um, you know, Riggins and Tyra and Landry. Right. I think Saracen comes back, but I think it's late in the season before it ever does. Uh, maybe they should do a longest yard type thing where Riggins uh, rounds up a prison team to play against these Dillons. And they run <laughs> lots and lots of screen passes to Riggins. I think they're um, the last episode. They're all going to be in heaven, and they're going to be like the most important time of your life <laughs> was when you were here right. in Dillon, Texas. JJ <laughs> Abrams is going to come right in the last episode. Uh huh. And um, and like uh, JD McCoy, like is sitting outside the church, and he's like, "I'm sorry for all the things I did. It's not my time to go in there yet." Are you just- curious as to what's going on with JD McCoy, though? Totally. I am. I, I want. Do you know if he's supposed to be on the show this season? I haven't. I remember seeing uh, the guy that plays his dad uh, tweeting about some things coming up, but I wasn't sure if it was Friday Night Lights related or not. Hmm. Huh. I would like to see what's going on over there. I'm racing you. We'll see Luke. Luke put a high hit on him. You're you're looking it up too, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, Jeremy Sumter. Dang it! I knew he was having a whole lot of other things going on, but uh. It doesn't. Last thing it has for him is Thanksgiving, as far as Friday Night Lights is concerned. And that was the last. That was the last episode. Was that the one? Was that the one where Matt's dad died? No, that was the son. Thanksgiving was where they all went over to the Taylors for Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, I don't remember what happened with JD McCoy on that episode. I mean, I uh, it just, doesn't look like that he is been. He is in any episodes this year. No, remember that was when the, that was also the the final football game. So the cat mm-hmm. fight, and they're at the pep rally at the beginning and um, all that. So he was there as a minor player. And, you know, remember we had questions was, did he even actually play in the football game or not? I mean, we knew his number was out there, but we never actually saw any close-ups or not of him. Mm-hmm. You know who else is sort of obscure that I would like to see just kind of wrap up is Herc. Herc the Jerk. <laughs> Herc the wheelchair guy, you yeah, know? Yeah, they call him Herc the Jerk. I really, I really liked him. I think he's gone just because Street's gone. Well, come on. Bring him back one episode. Just have him wheel by in the background so you can go, oh, there was Hurt. <laughs> but he doesn't even live in Dillon. There's no reason for him to be around. I thought he did live in Dillon. Did he? 
No, it was he the, helped the Riggins boys fix up a house in Dillon. He did do that. But it, I thought he just came down for a little bit of something. I don't know. <laughs> There's nobody to tell who. Well, what, what's going on with half these people? Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe they should just end it with showing Street's little kid. He ought to be like, what, like three or four or something now? Uh, Here's uh, throwing a football, and you're like, wow! Like he throws it, he throws it an unusually long way for a three year old. You're like, oh wow! I think Street does Street come back at one point. Be, this is why. Uh, yeah, I think so. This is why Friday Night Lights is like even better than real life because it works like real life used to work before Facebook, and people would just disappear out of your lives, and then you wouldn't see them or talk to them on the phone anymore or anything like that. (laughs) Instead of, like, seeing their kids on Facebook grow up and stuff, people that you don't even really know anymore. Maybe, you know, Derek Jeter is in this contract thing with the Yankees right now, and they might not sign him. Maybe they should uh, do a thing where uh, Derek Jeter is uh, represented by Jason Street. He's hit the big time. Nice. And somehow Minka Kelly is involved, you know, with that uh, storyline. They she never, can play Alila and Derek Jeter's wife in the same episode, dual dual roles. They've never gotten married yet, still. So, you know all those big rumors about their wedding coming up. Well, he's it's not financially viable right now until he gets a new contract. He's just skirting by, I'm sure. Probably <laughs> <laughs> can't afford to take a wife. Any uh, anything else about this episode here? I think that I got. I, I'm hugely intrigued into what Buddies actually is. I don't have any. I, I thought it was so strange that they put that sign up, and it could be. It's. I mean, I guess it's not a car dealership because it used to be what Garrity Motors, which you may still have. Yeah, maybe. But is it a restaurant? Is it a bar? I mean, I'm sure it's got to be one of those two things. But maybe he busted up the landing strip enough that he just decided to open his own. Um, buddies. No, I mean, I just I really <laughs> like this episode more than the first one, just because I like. I like it when they take small things that are important to real people. Like nobody cares on a grand scale that some kid might be suspended for one game for a hit that's too high for an illegal hit. But that would be a huge moment in that kid's life, like one of the hugest moments of his life and the life of his teammates. I like it when they take small things and just focus on that instead of big grandiose things like, running off to Mexico to get the shark cells implanted in your back or whatever. Right, right. Things that, that don't really happen to real people that often, you know. And I thought they did a really good job of setting the tone. Hopefully that they're just going to focus on the, the small things that are really relatable. I think in two, episode, in two episodes, though, Luke and Vince, like, take a trip to L.A. to hang out for a week and skip practice. And... Shut up. <laughs> no. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah, okay. yeah. I was really concerned there. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to L.A. I'm a, they hit up uh, coast to coast now. There you go. Uh, see, that's a testament to how weird that was that I believed that for half a second. Why not? Why not? Um, is there? Do you think that this is just a question I have? Do you think they're going to develop the Luke Becky thing, or is it going to be like he's relentlessly chasing after her the whole time, and she's kind of pushing him away? Because that's the way it seems like right now. Uh, they somewhere. they get together, and then Tim Riggins gets out of prison. No, that's, that's your prediction. prediction. And then and then she kicks him to the curb. 
But so do you think by that time Riggins thinks it's okay to date her? No, I, I didn't say Riggins would want to date her. Finger I quote date. I think Luke to the car just for the chance. But then will he say no to her and make her mad and then she, you know, goes rebounding, semi-rebounding back to Luke? I don't know. That, I, mean, I don't know. That's just my prediction is that they end up together for a while then Riggins gets out of prison and she totally pisses him. By that time, Riggins making go buy that piece of land, or, 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 or actually, you know, they put this down payment. <laughs> How much do they pay for uh, for washing sheets or making license plates in prison? A pack I of cigarettes a day. But did they take? Didn't they take that uh, down payment on that? Uh, did they? I don't know. What seize to that it. that land now. I think he may have paid the whole thing off, <laughs> or something. I don't know. It was only eighty five thousand dollars for twenty some acres or nineteen acres. Take the airstream trailer out there and live on it. Yeah, it's a tent. And what about the dog? Skater. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I forgot all about the dog. I did not forget about Skater because you think Skeeter he's in the pound? Like it's, like a, it's like a parallel thing. He's in the pound. They're gonna show him locked up and then show Riggins locked up. It's like the as Snoopy well, come home. Uh, when they show Herc roll by in the background, I'd like to see Skeeter run by right after that so I can put my mind at ease <laughs> and everybody's all right and everything's doing okay. Well, you got all kinds <laughs> of people to bring back. Yeah, Cash. Well, yeah, you know, that would trip me out if the last episode is the state championship game and every obscure character is in the stands. And you just see him for like half a second. Mama they don't smash. have lies. There's the traveling salesman that was hooking up with Tyra. <laughs> and there's Cash and Herc and all these guys. The, the the guy that uh that uh, smash punched for messing with Noni. Um. Also, there's also Santiago, Carlotta, uh, Carlotta, and um the uh, linebacker who punched Matt Saracen's friend. Yeah, and the <laughs> Man, ghost, you, just, the ghost of the dead guy every, that Landry killed. Just every one of them. Uh, Landry's dad. Special agent from 24. <laughs> uh, all these Karen guys. Pierce. And <laughs> that would be, to me, that would be a great ending. Also, has, has Smash been in college football long enough to go pro early and we could see him in the NFL or something? Has he had two years in college now? That's his sophomore right now. He played as a yeah. true freshman. Well, I'd like to see somebody that started on the show declaring for the draft. And I guess Smash is the only one that could. No, last year was when they introduced him and that he, he would have been a sophomore last year. If he if he played that first that first year, this will be his third third year playing. Yeah, okay, right. so he could have he could have gone pro then. He could have had a whole year starting and then declared for the draft. Yeah, because season year, three right. was when he was working out, still and Dylan trying to get ready, and Eric took him to talk to A and M. I keep trying not to go football geek, and then I ask these really detailed questions <laughs> about draft eligibility and offer sheets and everything else. Well, in the universe of Dylan, he may could. I'm telling you, uh, when it comes to Vince's recruitment, though, he is gonna, he is one of those players who's going to end up playing safety or DB in the country. Because if you'll remember, Smash, they had some questions about him, the recruiters did, because, his, because of his size. That's why he started taking roids. That's true. He's a lot thicker. He's a lot thicker than Vince, too. He's probably shorter, but he was a lot thicker. They, they can show Mama rolling up in like a Rolls Royce or something. Vince is the right after Smash declares the draft or something. But Vince would end up going to Burleson and being like a classmate of Julie is how things usually end up working out here. Where is Burleson anyway? It's in I Texas. 
the campus looks a whole lot uh, like the University of Texas or San Diego State or San Antonio State. Is that, I mean, <laughs> where in is that a real school? Is Burleson fictional? No, it's, it's, it's fictional. It's a real city, but it's fictitious as a school. Oh, I didn't know. I knew they weren't in the Big Twelve. That's all I knew. I'm sure that they're not uh, that bit much of a football powerhouse down there. Oh, what if they make coach the 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 head coach at Burleson University or something, <laughs> and they're all reunited? Yeah, Burleson is not that big. It's only got probably about twenty twenty five thousand folks in it, though. So it's you know probably a good junior college size. Anyway, huh. what uh, I did not watch the the previews for next week. What are we what's coming up for us, Law? Uh, I believe they said that uh, you know, like I said, the TA is divorced. I think he said he might have said separated. Um, the plot thickens. I'm to, yeah, I'm trying to think of what else happens. Uh, I think they harp a little bit more on uh, Epic, the the suspense on Epic. Oh, there's a YouTube video also of the rally girl, the red-haired rally girl that leaves the panties in the locker. You know when they were acting like she was a puppet and they were moving her around. Right. Mm-hmm. Somebody puts a YouTube video up and it becomes some kind of big issue. Thanks. This show is so, that is so so great. That is extremely topical as well because stuff yes. like that happens all the time. So. Yeah, so the rally girl kind of thing becomes an issue, and it shows uh, it shows three of the players uh, getting drinking there. It shows, I guess, Tinker and uh, Luke and Hastings maybe drinking. So it's a bit like a big deal nice. that it gets posted online. And they, they, I don't know, they show a scene of Coach chewing the team out and talking about how he, they're held to a higher standard or whatever. So that's what you're looking forward to. If you don't drink for the rest of the year, and we win state. I'll give you all twenty dollars yeah. in a round of shots. <laughs> so we're looking at uh, Julie and Professor Lasky, or whatever his name is, and uh, drinking drinking football players. Sorry, hey. Lasky was the guy on Saved by the Bell. Oh. Yeah, Lasky was all the guy on Saved by the Bell who dated uh, Kelly Kapowski, but he was also the dude who spread the virus in season three of Twenty Four. Wow. He left the okay. hotel locked down. I remember that specifically because when I saw him get the nosebleed, I was like, "Hey, it's Professor Lasky." That's guy. That, that's the one that uh, Chase had to get his hand cut off at the end of the year. End that's my sport. favorite season of Twenty Four. I like it better than the first one. And then he goes and Jack locks it up in like this glass uh, refrigerator, and that's supposed to yep. like stop it. That season, they yep. cut Chase's hand off. He has to kill Ryan Chappelle, and the whole time you think he's going to get out of it, and he doesn't. And then something else happens that I thought was like really cool. Oh. uh, Michelle Dessler shoots that guy. To oh, yeah. Leaving the hotel. Trying to leave there. Well, and if nobody has seen uh, season three of 24, we apologize. <laughs> a alert on the end of season three of 24. <laughs> yeah. But uh, as always, we welcome your feedback. And uh, you can. Oh, listen. wait, real quick. Yeah. Did you know that Dexter's girlfriend dies? Or they- oh, sorry. Never mind. <laughs> In real life, Dexter and his sister are uh, married. I don't ever watch Dexter, but I was yeah. trying to start watching it. And I guess there's no need in that now. Dexter and Deb are disturbing. Ma- in real life, they're married. That is sick. It's all a script. But I don't care. That's very weird. Dexter is awesome. Breaking Bad is awesome. I highly recommend both of those shows. I haven't seen Breaking Bad yet. I've seen the first three seasons of Dexter. I've still got the fourth one to plow through. Um, but you can leave feedback for those shows if you want to, but Friday Night Lights at our website at fnlpodcast.com. And if you go there, you'll find the many other ways through email, through Twitter, through voicemail. Um, 
and we'll make sure we can get you in. And uh, I still owe everybody that interview with Liza Richardson, the uh, the music coordinator for the show. But um, look forward to the next season as to come and see what happens as the East Dillon Lions win state. We strongly assume. Bye bye.